Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. Another week, another pro show, and it's time to talk some football. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. My co-host, Coach Bean, is back, sitting in front of me. Howdy. Welcome back, man. Missed you last week. Oh, it feels good to be back on stool. You look a lot better than I expected. Um, you know, especially just caveman coming out of Coach's cave, just freshly awake. But you look nice. Got a brand new UT shirt on I'm today. pretty sunburnt, though, which is you a do problem. Look a little, you do look yeah. a little red. It's already starting to feel. We got uh, our producer, Ballad, over here. Father. Thanks for hosting us at your house. Today is Tuesday, September the 12th. Recording, as always, from Austin, Texas. And you can find the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. As always, the show is sponsored by the beautiful, delicious Strangeland Brewery. A beer for any occasion. Beer for every occasion. Beer for all occasions. Thank you to Strangeland. As I mentioned, today is Tuesday, September the 12th. Um, Obviously, yesterday was a bit of a heavy heart kind of day. It was September 11th, and... um, 16-year anniversary of the tragedies. We saw some pretty cool moments in sports this weekend. Um, the custom cleats, the outreach, the outpouring of support from fans at every stadium and every sport was really cool to watch. Um, so there was that, but we got to talk pro sports. This is our pro show. Um, we'll get into our show business here in just a second. Uh, we'll do a little of not football talk, and then everything else will be football. We'll talk some fantasy in a uh, newly named segment, our roster rage and roster bait. You can figure out which one is which. Um, and then obviously we'll do first impressions and then maybe do a little nightcap talk and Zeke suspension. But as I mentioned, Strangeland Brewery is our number one sponsor from day one. Um, they have an Oktoberfest party coming up September 23rd, releasing, uh, I guess not really releasing because it's already released, but... Um, it's a grand release. Yeah, yeah. Of the, the uh, Oktoberfest, which we are drinking right now. It is out there on shelves. Check out uh, HEB, Whole Foods, Specs, Twin Liquors, anywhere uh, around the Austin area. You can probably find it um, if they have any left because, Valid, you said it's going pretty quick. It's going really quick, and I talked to Adam and Tim today. They said the tickets are going really quick. We posted a link via Facebook where you can get the tickets. It's only 25 bucks. Get you a couple of beers. Get you a plate of food. A bunch just, of German food out there. German and, music. And they're they're pretty generous during their parties and oh, the yeah. pouring of beer. So oh, yeah. uh, 25 bucks, not too bad for a good time. I know I'm going to be out there. It's, it's going to be good. But there's only a handful of tickets left. They do have 
one of those thousand dollar tickets though, which <laughs> would basically make you a king at Strange Land for like the rest a, of time. Is this like the Lederhosen ticket? Something this time? goofy like that. Probably. We'll read it out during the amateur. I don't have it up right now, but uh go go get a ticket if yeah. you can. And same day, um later on that night, Mountain Breeze Campground will have a show with Jake Worthington, the twenty third. Worthington um has uh, been on the number one charts in Texas country music the past few weeks. With, uh, I like this new generation of music. He's got a couple new songs that have uh, been number one the past few weeks in, um, in Texas country. A guy from uh, The Voice, so definitely go check that out. I will be out there. Um, I'll have a big party. Coach, got to talk to you about that. Um you don't, want to talk, you don't want to talk to me, though? I mean, Mom's trying to get a head count on how many people. No, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I see. We we just need to know. If you want to come, if you want to bring your lady, let us know. We'll uh, we'll get more space. No, we'll, we'll, we'll make we'll, it happen. We'll see if I get invited. Check us out on Twitter, at SportsBuzzTX. And uh, check out Strangeland uh, at Strangeland Brew, www.mountainbreezecamp.com. If you want to keep up with any events going on out there. Not much going on now with summer being over, other than uh, the concert coming up. But uh, we'll get into show business. It is week one of the NFL is done. Finally, we we finally made it, guys. It's it's been a long struggle, and which means this is week two. Well, we're in week two. Yep. Um, but God, it felt good to have it back, right? Oh, yeah. Watching Red Zone, <clears throat> watching you know if you have Sunday ticket or going to a bar and just seeing every game on. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it felt good. Um, and, and uh, I, I love red zone. It's it's like it's so free basing football. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing. Well, and and it started off to a great week, you know, at least for for myself and maybe yourself as well. You know, Cowboys are undefeated. Yep. Giants are 0 and 1. Mhm. Washington's 0 and 1. Very good. And the pa- the Patriots lost. Had had the worst record in the NFL for a couple of days there. They did. They did. Uh we'll definitely get into that. Coach, we'll let you defend your defend your honor, defend your team here Don't in a worry bit. Worry about it. Um, as we mentioned, Coach is back. Chad, not here. So we just kind of trade out co-hosts every yeah. single week. So um, he's got some important meetings, important dinner meetings, he says. So he's not here. This is kind of an important dinner meeting. I this mean, is. We are going to eat dinner later. We're, we're drinking our dinner right now. That's right. My he's whining and dining. <laughs> we're, we're beer and winging, so, you know. We do have a new format um, that we're trying out. We did it last week with our amateur hour. We're trying it out this week with the pro show. Um, but with Chad not here, I still don't have a jersey. And mm. without a jersey, I'm not going to start working on getting new equipment for us. Um, I'm not going to do it until I have my jersey. Bet, a bet's a bet. Rules are rules. You pay off your bet. And then I'll work on mine. All right. Well, That's all I'm saying, Chad. But, Bell, why don't you go ahead and announce the winner of the DraftKings contest that we had this week, our, uh, our weekly fantasy. You know, we're, we're already running behind on time. We might as well just skip this part. We're let's, fine let's, on time. let's just go ahead and flow straight into it. We are fine on time because... I won the DraftKings contest. You said anybody who won could call in and say that you guys suck. Well, I'm here in person. You guys suck. I dominated this week. You you did good. You had a uh, fortunate fortunate pick in Kareem Hunt. No, that wasn't fortunate. That was knowledge. Or where if you were a fantasy owner, and we're going to get into this later, and you owned Kareem Hunt week one, you probably won your won that week. I mean, that's that's possible. I mean. How's it possible to lose? I'll watch that happen. Oh. Casey lost? Yes. That's embarrassing. By one point. Wow. <laughs> there was two one-point games in our league this week? Yep. Wow. We'll get into our fantasy talk here in a bit. We gotta let you guys know, please join our DraftKings contest this week. We'll uh, we'll get all that information put out on Facebook, uh, maybe Twitter. 
during the show. But, uh, but and real quick, we're getting gonna expand. In, yeah, we're getting gonna expand fast because we filled up quick last yeah, time. Yeah, we are going to expand it. We had ten last week. It filled up pretty good. We're gonna add twenty. We're gonna add ten ten to it. We're gonna make it twenty leagues, twenty Baby teams. Steps. Yeah, and if it fills up, we'll add more. So yeah, we'll invite a few of our friends. I know I got some friends that wanted to join. Um, they joined too late, but uh, we'll let you guys know. We got to get into not football talk. Um, U.S. Open tennis last Grand Slam major of the year, um, and really all the talk in the men's side was was Nadal and Federer, and. It didn't happen because Federer lost to Del Potro. And then this kid, Kevin Anderson, who's like 6'8", hits the ball like 140 miles an hour, um, beats Del Potro in a really good match. Nadal, old man game. I mean, Nadal and Federer are the only two guys that won Grand Slams this year. They both won two, and they're both like 60 years old. Well, Federer is for sure. Um, I didn't watch any of the finals. Coach, I know you said you're a big Nadal fan. Did you watch any of the finals? I watched the semis and and uh, quarters with Nadal. He looked he looked pretty pretty spry. I, I caught pieces of it, you know. Uh, just a busy weekend for me in yeah. general. But uh, I mean, Nadal in top form, honestly, going in straight sets, six three, six three, six four. Uh, he just looked like the dominant winner that yeah. he's been. And that's impressive because, like I said, Anderson's a huge guy, and his service game is his dominant force. And when he gets fired up. It's hard to beat, and I watched that that match um, with him and another Spaniard in the in the quarters before the semi match. And he's a little bit older, but he's you know Nadal is his like his idol, like that is his idol from from day one. Um, and Nadal taught him a lesson. Um, and then the all four American uh, women's semi, the all four Americans made it through. Um, Sloane Stevens beats Venus Williams. Uh, can't remember. What is um, Keys? I don't remember her first name, but Stephanie Keys, I believe. Something like that. Um, didn't she beat her in straight sets too? I think that was a straight set match, and and Sloane Stevens took care of it. Yes, and she it only went, got more dominant. Yeah, and she was uh, she was ranked in the like 931st or 960 something on July 31st, and then with the win in the U.S. Open, uh, will vault her world ranking to 17th in the world. So. <clears throat> It only takes one, and she played very, very well. She, uh... Uh, we spent way too much time talking. You're right. Let's move on. You're right. Uh, on to baseball, which I looked. There was pretty much nothing to talk about on that front as well, so I think we can move on from there, right? Well, I mean, the, the Cleveland Indians are doing something that no team has ever done. They're 19 wins in a row. They're going for 20, I think, tonight. So they're only four games back of the best record in the MLB and the Los Angeles Dodgers. They've overtaken the Astros for first in the AL, so... Yeah, I'd say there's a little bit something going on. Okay. Well, Their streak at 19 is tied for the fourth longest in modern era since 1900. Yeah. The shutout for the, to win 19 was the largest ever to extend a winning streak of 15 or more games. All and right. they also have the largest differential of any such streak. Well, I guess there is something going on there's in There's a few things, yeah. I and mean, the Cleveland Indians are red hot and... As an Astros fan, I do not want to see the Indians in the playoffs. Oh, so now you're an Astros fan. Been an Astros fan. Oh, since what? <laughs> oh, okay. Been an Astros fan. I'm a Rangers fan if they're good. No, well. I've been an Astros fan. If they're good. Me too, but I would never claim to be an Astros fan. I know you I would. Mean, you're I'm, from Dallas. I've been very firm on that. I am a big Rangers fan once we're two weeks into the playoffs. Well, that's that's big Rangers time for me. You know, yeah, your your organization wouldn't even allow a team with a hurricane coming through their city to come play, so yeah. you have no room to talk. 
Coach, what do we got next? Well, I'll tell you what. We've got some NBA. A little Magic Johnson. He was on set, you know, this week. And uh, Magic Johnson decided, you know, I know a lot about basketball, but now that I'm a commentator, I know a lot about everything, right? Well, he owns a baseball team, too. Kind of. Hearsay. <laughs> uh, so Magic Johnson decided to reach out to Zeke Elliott while on set, uh, and he basically told him, you know, you need to get your life together. <laughs> well, one of our favorite uh, contributors, I guess you could say, to this show is our, is our main man, LeVar Ball. And he would tell Magic Johnson, I think this is going to be a new segment. I think it's pretty good. You stay in your lane, Magic. Stay in your lane, Stay boy. in your lane. Uh, Magic, you know basketball. And you know, like anyone else, that you partied harder than anyone off the court when you had your career. So I don't think he has any place <laughs> telling Z game. Uh, yeah, maybe not, maybe not the best <laughs> to be given advice on how to live your life. Um and, and, and not even in your sport. Like, yeah. you know, if you want to give that advice to an NBA player that's escaping me right now, that's fine. But <laughs> it's football season. No one cares about basketball right now. No one definitely gives a shit about the Lakers. Just stay in your lane, okay? Stay in your lane. And I won't hear anything else from Magic Johnson <laughs> until playoff basketball comes around. Yeah, yeah. Especially after that tampering fine that he just paid up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that was Stay in Your Lane. That may or may not be coming new segment. Um, but we mentioned it in uh, in our uh, kind of tease of the show. We got Roster Rage and Roster Bait. This is our fantasy football talk. Let's start it off with you, Ballad. Let us know who, uh, who you're raging at and who you're baiting with. So let me start with who gave me some Roster Rage this weekend. Little guy... Older man, actually. Brandon <laughs> Marshall. You you look at a spot... And he's not little at all. He's little in my mind. Um, and he gave me... He made me lose a, my the only league I lost in by just a little bit of points. Because in a spot where you have a number one receiver not playing, and you're the number one guy, how do you put up one damn point on Sunday Night Football? That... I you I was raging at my roster. I'll tell on you that why. One. I'll tell you why, and I'll save it when we talk Cowboys. But there's a reason why he was shut down, and it has a lot to do with New York's offensive line. Yeah, but, but uh, let, let me get into who I roster baited to this weekend. Yeah, and I think a lot of people did. I know you're gonna be mad at me for stealing them, but that's, that's Kareem messed up, man. Hunt it's messed up. Man, I roster baited so much to Kareem Hunt this weekend. I mean, he just had an amazing game. He, in my league, 40.6 points. I had 45.6, so take that. PPR? Yeah. See, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was that. fine with just the 40.6, uh, especially after the first handoff where he fumbles the ball. Yeah. Um, I was I was, was going to be raging, but... You and I talked about it before the show. I was terrified after yeah, that. I was like, I was he can't handle scared. the NFL. But, oof. That roster bait, man, it was good. Yeah, yeah, coach. Um, give us give us your rage and, and your bait. Well, I'm going to just continue the rage that we've started because Brandon Marshall almost cost me a game this week going off for all of two points in a PPR league. Uh, I'm pretty unsettled with how New York performed, only putting up three points 
And uh, when Sterling Shepard outscores Brandon Marshall in fantasy, I'm even more upset. My roster bait, though, shout out to Jacksonville's defense. Getting me 28 mm. points, Woo. leading the team to a victory by .7 points. Wow. So I'll take it. They they dominate Houston. Ten sacks, interception, three fumbles, a touchdown. Couldn't ask for a better day. Well, and I'm going to keep it right there with my roster rage because I had the Houston defense. <laughs> and they were god-awful. God-awful. I saw J.J. Watt come out with a Texas flag ready to murder somebody. I was like, this is going to be fucking awesome. Like, they're going to destroy Jacksonville. They didn't. They put up one point. They were projected like 17. One point. I was furious. They looked horrible. Everything about the Texans looked horrible. This is good. We don't even have them in a segment. So Deshaun Watson actually looked pretty decent yeah, when he got in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I and I, he's going to take that job. I still don't know if they're going to start him this week. There's Maybe still a lot yet. of controversy around Maybe that. Yeah. Um, You know, I... I was going to go with, with my boy Cream Hunt. He stole it. Um, so I'll go with my man. I'll go with Ezekiel Elliott, 19 points, over projections. Yep. Finished with, uh, what, like 100, almost 150 total yards. Got in the end zone. Um, no, he didn't get in the end zone. No. He didn't score, but... Uh, putting up putting up almost 20 points without finding the end zone is very yeah. impressive. Yeah, especially as a running back. I mean, he did make a couple catches. I think he was 5 for 5. But... Over 100 yards rushing on the Giants' defense. Perfect. It's, I mean... Perfect. Yeah, he... And Dan the Man Bailey, obviously. Mr. Clutch. Stop. Mr. Consistent. He doesn't miss. Yeah, but you don't want to talk about your boy Dez just being a punk-ass bitch. I don't have anything to say about Dez. We won the game. We won the game. <laughs> hey, let me circle back to what you are saying about J.J. Watt in his entrance in the Texans game. Uh, a quick on-the-fly. We're doing really good on time. A quick on-the-fly. You good with that. Were you good with the entire Texans team coming out and then J.J. coming out all by himself with a, a Texas flag? And... Yes. Yes, I'm absolutely good with it. And it gave me chills to watch. I got chills when you said it again because it was so. It's, it was a really cool moment. I've never seen that stadium that loud. And even the first drive, even though they gave up a field goal, the, the stadium was so intense and so loud and so fired up to see him come out there. And he had his custom Texas flag cleats, which were badass. And there was a lot of really cool custom cleats this week in the NFL. But, yeah, I'm absolutely good with it. You know, normally they introduce their starters one by one. Um, usually it's, they'll, it's if the defense is going to be on the field first, they'll let the defensive players get their one-on-one introductions. But, Dude, Coach, what about you? Were you, were you good I'm with not that? good with that. Look, if you're a general and you're a leader, you come out number one. That's what I'm saying. You watch any, like, Trojan movie, like, watch Troy Spencer, you'll see the leaders are at the front. They lead the charge. That's yeah, right. but... Coming out the back means you're a pussy, and that's why you lost the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, I have said that they've been good. Here's my But I will say, it. the best cleats I saw were Stefan Diggs this weekend. They were sick. His Randy Moss ode, his swag dance in the they end zone. Oh man, there's a Stephon lot of cool ones. Had a great game. Let me tell you, let me say something real quick on this. It, it felt very like pro wrestling intro, like like almost like theatrical in, in the way that he did it. Like I'm good with. Oh, you didn't know that was his retirement plan. I, I know, right? Like Brock Lesnar. You know, Ray Lewis used to John do Cena. something kind of similar, right? But again, I'm pretty sure he was at the front of the pack when he was doing it. Well, it just felt 
it just felt wrong, and it felt, it felt it it highlighted everything that I disliked about JJ, and that it's always got to be about him. Like it just all it always got to be about JJ. Wow. Here's the way I see it: they brought the team out, everyone got fired up to see the team, and then they brought JJ Watt, and everybody just went from like ten to twenty real quick, like zero to a hundred real quick, and then back down to negative ten. Well, yeah, yeah, game. but that's the play on the field. Here's the other thing. Football, a team sport, okay? <laughs> JJ, stop trying to be such an individual. Well, he individually raised like $30 million. For... I knew you were going to say some shit about that when I'm just talking about how we walked into the <laughs> stadium. We're talking about on the field, okay? On the, on the field can, uh, contributions, okay? Fair enough, fair what enough. he's done for Houston hey, is great. They were bad on the field, regardless of how psyched I was to watch them, but we got to hit a break. We'll get into our segments, um, which uh, will break down a few games, but... Get you a little music. Be right back with some more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Stolman. Coach Bean, Ballad. Hello. Joining me tonight. Um, let's go ahead and get into some segments. We gotta talk some, some real football games. Um, do some recaps, give you some segments on each. Ballad, start us off. Yeah, first segment is a little explain yourself. Comes to us from the Thursday night game mm. where the Chiefs upset the Patriots 42 to 27. And this explain yourself is for you, Coach. Oh, he's getting ready. Uh, returning Super Bowl champions getting waxed at home the night that they raised the banners. Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain yourself? Let me explain. Look, I'm not going to say that we got waxed. Uh, there was some garbage time scoring that occurred. Uh, a couple late touchdowns. So let's let's be honest. It wasn't a waxing. I also told you guys that nine points was ridiculous to begin with last week. So I called that game right anyway. Um, look, man, it's week one. This is a 16-week season. You got to be the best in your division to get into the playoffs. And guess what? We play in a weak-ass division. This is true. Uh, so I'm not really worried about much. Uh, maybe maybe the footing was a little a little too, too well, soft out there. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that. But I do want to say one little piece of irony. Some complaints. One little piece of irony. I saw pregame where the the Pats had 28-3 up on the scoreboard, and they were winning that game until Kansas City went on a 28-3 run. So, there's a bit of irony for you. Hearsay. I mean, it it happened. This is all hearsay, honestly. I saw pictures. I mean, it doesn't matter. Honestly, the game started off, and it looked like the Patriots were going to smoke the Chiefs. And I think I, I even texted him. I was like, "Dude, y'all were good." Well, I think I started something. I too early. I tweeted. I tweeted at him. Basically said, "At the end of this game, I think the minus nine spread is going to be laughable." Didn't really make any distinction on it, but I was <laughs> at the time when I was tweeting. Keep it I was saying that the Patriots minus nine is going to be laughable because it looked like they were going to blow them out. I'm pretty sure I tweet jinxed you. And I think I could probably do that every single week. So I'm going to be tweet jinxing people this season. I'm going to spare you this week. I'm not going to send it your way because two weeks in a row didn't feel like very gentleman-like. Are you you claiming to be like little B the base god now? Are you just cursing people? I think I could tweet jinx people. 
I think, base uh, god. He thinks, he's, he thinks he's the base god out here just cursing people. You're next, buddy. <laughs> he's not going to curse his own yeah, team. Yeah, we, we, we were the same team. <laughs> so I think I might, and just kind of preview, I think I might tweet Jinx chat this weekend. I think BYU can upset Wisconsin. Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, Coach, you were talking about, you know, maybe the turf is a little soft. A lot of players are saying it. Um, Patriots have already come out and said, fuck that turf. We're it's boo-boo. It. It's boo-boo turf. It doesn't belong on a field. It got installed in May. And it's boo-boo. I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, Patriots don't like to lose, and especially when it's something that doesn't consist of something they can control. And the turf is just that. Was this the same turf that, control? that uh, Jules... Toward the ACL on? Or were they, was that an away game? I have no idea, honestly. It was a stupid, I bet stupid it was, waste of a knee, honestly. I bet it was on this field because it's just too soft. Either way, it's got to go, so it will go. And by the next This is not game, the first time the Pats have mid-season no, no, no. changed up turf. 2006, we did it after a loss to the Jets. Uh, and we went to the turf. Was yeah. It, we went from... Natural to... It was after a rain soak game, so it was yeah. all... Muddy... It's all screwed up. Shitty. Honestly, I think changing out the turf is a big marketing miss from the Patriots. If they were smart, they'd have Gillette come out with a big enough razor just to shave the turf. Comb <laughs> it back a little bit. Get it to a place where it's a little more manageable. <laughs> um, huge miss from the Patriots. It has nothing to do with I think the that's more. Thing. I think that's more of a miss on uh, Gillette not creating a, a closer shave lawn mowing that's what I'm saying. experience. That's what I'm saying. You don't mow artificial turf, by the way. Um, <laughs> hey, not with that attitude, you don't. I'm trying to innovate over if here. If you're a Gillette, you could now. All right. So our next segment we're going to get into, let's speculate. Um, this comes from the Carolina and San Francisco game. Um, your your boy, your boy Cam Newton, didn't get to show up in a stupid hat in his, mm. in his post-game press conference. Um, Carolina wins 23-3. Cam Newton was not able to make his press conference. Because he was selected for a, quote-unquote, random drug test. Hmm, interesting. So let's speculate. Well, um, well, by now, I think we would all know if Cam Newton had failed said drug test. So I think we're operating under the assumptions that he passed the drug test. Um, but just for fun, you know, I think it's easy enough that we can speculate on why he was selected. And I'll go ahead and say it. It's all those stupid hats. <laughs> if, if you... If you show me a grown man who owns as many stupid hats as, as Cam Newton does, I can only assume that he's into drugs in some way. I mean, if, if he doesn't want to get randomly selected anymore, he needs to put those dumb hats away. That's a that's a fair speculation. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe after a season like he had last year, he just went full Jamarcus Russell. Just did nothing but lean. Just mm. taking, just drinking straight bottles of lean. Just giving up on life. Giving up on football. Trying to slow the game down a little bit for maybe, himself. Maybe it was too fast for him last year. Maybe. I don't know. Coach, Mad, you got a speculation? Mad dabs. Uh, Mad oh. dabs. Too many dabs. <laughs> yeah, he just went crazy doing all those dabs, dude. I mean, it's just too much. You got you to gotta think. You got to think before you dab. That is a great speculation. I think you win the speculations. <laughs> I love that. Um, Carolina wins 23-7. Really nothing else to talk about that game other than San Francisco still sucks, even though they drafted incredibly well. Christian McCaffrey, fairly unimpressive in that game. Yeah. He still got me like 11 or 12 points. I think there's a lot more that that offense can do. They still got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, Kelvin was pretty quiet, too. Yeah. And they're really, I mean, Cam didn't have a huge game either. It was just they the defense. played a bad team and, defense. and handled a bad team. You know, they did what they had to do. Um, 
you know, that brings us to our next segment with another bad team. Dallin, start us off. What is this? Another bad team, another bad segment, as we decided last week. But this is a new one, and it's called our number of the week, brought to us by Count Dracula himself. Greetings, I am the Count. All right, Count. Our number of the week game comes to us from the Cowboys-Giants contest on Sunday night. Count, what's the number of the week? Three. Three? Oh, I wonder why. Coach, any speculation on why we're number of the week is three? Well, it was a shellacking, as you will. Uh, I think this is more of a blowout than you would call my Patriots game. At least we scored. Yes. But the Cowboys dominated the Giants 19-3. to Three. 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 Oh, shit. Oh, that is so bad. But yes, three is the number of the week. And, man, it was... Silence. I am counting. <laughs> it was an exciting game to start off. I mean, Dallas offense looked good. Dak looked a little rusty for sure. Mm-hmm. Offensive line is still there. They Chaz Green impressed me. I was worried about him. Um, Zeke looked really good. He had to fight for a lot of yards after contact. Um, finished with over 100 yards rushing. I think he finished with 40 something on the uh, through the air. Um, Terrence Williams, even with a, a bit of an early in, uh, injury, came yes. back to be the leading receiver. Six catches for 68 yards. And Bryce Butler, with that layout catch by the end zone. I'm still questionable on play calls, Ballad. I don't know if that's just me, but play calls, to me, looked a little iffy. Especially when you have the ball at the two-yard line, yeah. and you don't run it three times to a very angry running back who is still dealing with a suspension that we will talk about. Um, in, in, in that situation, it felt like you just had to – Dez just wanted to be fed. And and maybe he's that vocal to where he convinced somebody to call three passes to him. But at the same point, you're – Yeah, bring one of those in. Linehan's got to say, no, Dez, sorry. We are going to run the football three times. Yeah. We're going to score here. We need another touchdown. My, though I was most impressed in the game with Cole Beasley. I mean, he is so dependable. It feels like on third down, he is just a guy that's going to be there. Yeah, and, and he he's really gonna didn't. Get the, and he's going to get to the marker. Only had three catches for 32. I was going to say. But all of those were useful catches. Yeah. How about old man Jason Witten coming through, just bodying out, catching balls, scoring touchdowns. I mean, it was great. I was going to say the Bryce Butler layout grab was phenomenal. I know you're a the, Butler fan, The too. Cole Beasley catch on, the, on his name, like, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a great performance. The defense is what impressed yeah. me the most. Yeah, I mean, they went after the Giants. I mean, they held them with three points. That's a, a feat they don't accomplish much, as, as you know from last year. Yeah. So, um, Well, the Giants are a very bad offensive line. It's, it's promising, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a start in the right direction. And, yeah. you know, you said that the number was three for the week. Yeah. Um, You know how many sacks the Cowboys had? How many? Three. Ah, 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 ah. Um, and Jalen Smith. Was was really the bright side. How many? Three. Three sacks for the Cowboys. Jalen Smith, De, uh, Demarcus Lawrence had two on his own, but Jalen Smith played a full football game. Awesome. Start to finish, he is the new middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say, Durant is not coming in to take his job. We saw a healthy, agile Jalen Smith again for the first time since he went down with injury at 
Notre Dame. Um, finished with seven total tackles. It was awesome. I mean, he and Sean Lee in that middle are going to be scary. Yep. So, Cowboys-Giants in the books. One of our most loyal listeners from day one, my Uncle Tom, a huge Giants fan. We're doing pretty good on time, so let's give Uncle Tom a call and, and see if we can talk a little <laughs> shit to him. I don't know. I haven't told him we're calling, but let's let's see if we picks up. Um, he when... does know when we record. Come on, Uncle Tom. Put Tom's in bed. He he is in Mountain Time, so he's an hour behind us. <laughs> he could he could still be working though. Hey, Uncle Tom. It's uh, Zach. You're on the Sports Buzz. What's going on? I'm feeling great. We were just got done talking about the Cowboys Giants game and thought we'd call to get your perspective on it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm still waiting for the Cowboys to win a playoff game. <laughs> but I think they're on their way. They may win a playoff game this year. Oh, what they is look it? really strong. <laughs> well, Uncle Tom, this is Spencer here. I just want to say thanks so much for being so loyal and listening every week. Um, but what did you see from your Giants offense, especially that offensive line? Uh, it made Dallas's defense look like, like we were a Super Bowl defense. You know, the, um, the Cowboys did look like a Super Bowl defense, and um, I like to see the early season optimism in the Cowboy fans, <laughs> and uh, it starts out that way every season. And um, I, I'm really proud of the Cowboys. It's been about 16 years, I think, since they won a playoff game. And um, the Giants do look poor. They look poor on um, their offensive line looks uh, really poor. <laughs> and uh, I think they made the Cowboys look really good. So I don't know if it was so much as the Cowboys being great or if uh, the Giants were that bad. But I got a feeling it might be the Giants might be that bad. I, I, I think that's the sentiment over here as well. I mean, we, the Cowboys, you know, had an impressive game, but I hope it – I hope we don't look back on this and say, gosh, the, the Giants were just that terrible. And and, and maybe that's the case, but it, it looks like if that is the case, could be a long season for you. It could be. Or, or we're just a sprained ankle away from being great again. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. was missing. And that took a lot of pressure off the Cowboys. And uh, their secondary hasn't been tested yet. And everybody's wondering... Um, you got a lot of replacements this year in their secondary, and they really haven't proven themselves. But they're kind of playing against second-string offensive receivers last night. Uh, yeah, I started one of those guys, Brandon Marshall. He was terrible. He made my roster rageless this week. What did you think about the veterans' first game as a Giant? I think he probably played as well as uh, Des Bryant did. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I think Des Bryant had 43 yards, but I think one of those was, like, there's a pass interference call that nobody really saw. And um, I think the Janoris Jenkins kind of owned Des Bryant. And I saw a lot of frustration from Des Bryant again. But Terrence Williams looks like a superstar. Um, I think they're saying Eli Apple hasn't practiced all preseason, and he's had two ankle injuries. And um, I think they went and ate his lunch last night. And I think he played soft the whole evening. So um, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys uh, 
passing game looked very good last night. Um, but that's just my feeling. Um, I, I'm sure everybody's really um, enthused about Terrence Williams, and um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just don't think he's that great of a receiver, but he looked really good last night. Well, Uncle Tom, you know, this is Coach here, and uh, as you know, I'm a Pats fan, so I love to watch the Cowboys loathe in misery after they've hyped themselves up after a long year as well, but I hate the Giants even more for the championships they've stolen from us. It was good to see y'all's receiving core really struggle and just struggle offensively. Uh, I hope it continues all year, um, but I'm just glad that y'all felt the same misery that we did on week one. Uh, but again, thanks for listening every week, and we appreciate having you on this week. You know, I enjoy your guys' show so much, but I, I think it's really, uh, you guys really are a Texas-based show, and, and I think it's really biased towards the Cowboys and towards the Longhorns right now. <laughs> and I'm hoping that you guys can come out with something, maybe with a little bit of giant insight each week, and, um, because I'm having to get my Giants news elsewhere. So... I'm splitting between you and the Giants channel each evening when I'm working. So, um, but I think you guys are doing a terrific job. Well, Uncle Tom, maybe we'll make this a regular thing, and every week you can call and tell us what went wrong in the Giants game and why you guys lost. That that might be a new segment for us. That might be a new segment, but uh, we might heal up a little bit and uh, start, you know, taking it one game at a time and seeing where the season ends. Uh, you know, the Giants got the Cowboys twice last year. And um, I don't think I called you guys once when that happened. But um, <laughs> the, the Cowboys, I think they get one win. And, and the, um, gosh, I, I bet your jersey sales are just going out the roof. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom, Spencer, Spencer again, I just want to say, you know, we would love to have your insight on the Giants every single week if we could. Um, we'll get Ballard to work, work through that. And, uh, maybe we can talk to your agent and, and get you on here every single week. Um, really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much, man. And, uh, until next week, I, you know, good luck to your, to your giants, I guess. I appreciate it. And, and good luck to the Cowboys this year. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Uncle Tom. Thanks for call. Uh, thanks for picking up. Okay. Have a great night, guys. You too. Bye. That was fantastic. Uncle Tom, a that loyal was, listener. That was fantastic. I feel like he had some of, those, some of those queued up. That was a very impromptu... I mean, we, we didn't know anything about this until Bala just showed us his phone. <laughs> well, so, I forgot that at, at Mitchell's wedding, we I said, when are you going to call him the sports buzz? And he said, well, why don't I call in after the Giants beat the Cowboys week one? Ah, and okay. here we are. Not quite. Well, well, I think we've beaten a horse long enough. I think it's time to move on. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, but we do need to give a moment of silence. And um, moment of silence goes goes to Grit. Grit goes being, to Grit. Grit Dan- being Danny Woodhead. Yep. Danny Greatest player in the NFL. Came out. Looked really good. And got hurt with a hamstring. And those hamstrings are never, never a good injury. Um, the Ravens ended up winning 20 to zero. And with, with this moment of silence, I want to also throw Andy Dalton in there. Mm. I want to give a moment of silence to Andy Dalton's QBR of 0.7. Absolutely not. I'm not going to be silent for a soulless quarterback that has yet to prove anything in the NFL. I'm tired of anyone talking about Andy Dalton. 
Bengals are trash. They're so bad. I mean, they don't even they know may what, have a worse. They don't even know them. what they're doing in their backfield yet. They still got three they, running backs that all do the same thing. Yes, they're all it's unbelievable little guys that are quick, run. Cool, you have three running outside. backs that score seven to eleven points a week. Good for Horrible. you. Horrible, horrible. Can't even get AJ Green a touchdown. But the real moment of silence is for Danny Woodhead, a guy who like a just busts off. his ass no matter what team he's on. He's been in New England. He's been in San Diego. He's been in. Didn't was he in Philly <laughs> for like a? Half a second. Now he's in. You're gonna mix him with the Orange Bulls. Uh, the, the thing about, <laughs> they're all the same. I know. Uh, the, the thing that worries you about the Woodhead injury is it was a non-contact. Yeah, he was not touched on the. Most hamstrings are. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It could be much more serious than the injury may have looked as it was happening. So, again. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Talking about ACLs? <laughs> Just say it then. You've been you've been on the pup list before. <laughs> but I'm back. Uh, I'm back where are we going next? Uh, this next, we are going to Big Man coming through, and this one goes out to Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox took a fumble from okay. Kirk Cousins and bowled his way into the end zone. And let's see the celebration. A little yep. bit of dance. Oh God. A little, little bit thriller. of fat man dance. A little thriller. Kind of a thriller. Now, this is Eagles Redskins, and I'll drink for that because um, it's written on my page. Is that um, Eagles and that team in Washington? <laughs> Not gonna lie, I I typed out our words and then said, you know what, I'll get Spencer. Obviously. Yeah, you got me. You always do. If I if I'm reading from my paper, I get screwed. Um, Just gotta be smart enough. Eagles in Washington. Eagles went thirty to seventeen, and really, I mean, they they kind of dominated. They they shut down Kirk Cousins and supposedly this incredible offense that. They were supposed to continue from last year. He threw for almost 5,000 yards last year. Um, and I, I hate giving the Eagles praise, but they looked good. And their defense looked very, very good. Um, now, this was a questionable call here with the fumble of, of Cousins. Um, he was throwing. The ball was batted by one hand and knocked backwards. And then Fletcher got the ball, ran it in. Now, if you watch the replay in slow-mo, in close-up, you know, they, they say... If it's an empty hand coming through, it's a fumble. And, you know, he goes back, and as he's coming through, that's an empty hand when the ball is hit. I mean, the ball comes out before it's hit. It's not like he blocked it out of his hand. It, it, it looks like the right call. They reviewed it every turnover. That's a question, though. It doesn't matter. The ball went backwards. Even if it's a pass, it threw the pass backwards, which... Is still well, a fumble. The ball came forward first and then went backwards, but the hand was empty before that. Before okay. it was coming through, it's it's a very weird call. I feel like this rule needs like a a catchy rhyme, like the if it's yellow, let it mellow; if it's brown, flush it down. Like we need a a good <laughs> catchy rhyme for the forward pass because this happens more often than you'd like, and... Well, hand open. It's hard that's, to remember. That's the rule. I mean, I haven't found a way to remember it. The yet. hand was open. So that's, that's all I'm saying. The, the ball was there. Yeah, I know the ball is going forward, but his hand was empty. There was no ball in his hand at, like, his shoulder. No balls in his hand? No balls in his hand. No that's roster rating, Spencer. I wasn't trying that to make a brilliant. run. I wasn't trying to make a run. Um, but, hey, big shout-out to Fletcher Cox. Big man coming through. Uh, by the way, I'll add Kirk Cousins to my roster rage list. He is dog shit. <laughs> I dropped him this week in many leagues. Uh, what do we got? What do we got next? 
We got a pro tip coming Woo. to you from the latest game of the week. Denver-San Diego happened second in the doubleheader last night. Uh, but our pro tip's going to come from after the game. Uh, obviously a competitive game. Denver won 24-21. But ESPN decided, you know what, hey, let's put someone who's never been in front of a camera let's on a live guy. television who doesn't speak English as his first language. Sergio Dip. Ballad, please take it away. The kid does the best that he can with what he's given, but, I mean, with no prompt, no cue cards, nothing to work with, I mean, what are you trying to ask of someone who, I mean, honestly just isn't prepared for that job? I felt bad for the guy, and and maybe he'd be better off doing Spanish commentary on ESPN Deportes. Why would they throw him? I feel bad for him because... I don't understand. You know, if if you want to bring in a guy who's a Mexican national, who, you know, Ballad, as you mentioned before the show, is, English is his second language, why would you put him on ESPN Monday Night Football? Why not throw him on ESPN Deportes? Let him do the Spanish stuff. Well, and to be fair, like, let's not put this all on Sergio either. I mean, yes. this is the all-around ESPN crew. Yes. They put the first woman to commentate a, a football game. With Rex fucking Ryan. With Rex Ryan, who is an absolute joke. Horrible. Rex Ryan in the opening sounded as bad as Sergio, and English is his first language. <laughs> so I'm putting this on ESPN. I'm putting it on Rex Ryan. Sergio Dip did the best that he could with the crew that he was given, and he was not given a lot of help. I've got a little conspiracy theory for you guys. So what do you think about this? <laughs> ESPN put Sergio on live television, says, hey, try to speak a little English for us, as a way to make sure that that clip goes viral. Gets a little buzz going, NFL Weekend 1, bring in some people who aren't maybe already watching uh, football, probably get some new Spanish viewers based on this. I see it as a little PR play from the ESPN because it's not like it had any impact on the game. You're not going to not watch next week because of this. If anything, it's just another way to bring in some new viewers. Well, the thing is you already have like Latino guys that do a lot of analysts and and video work during games at team facilities already. Agreed. And and they do a really good job. The other big thing is... Mexico is already a huge following of the NFL. Yes. They, I mean, I learned this weekend that they all watch it. Like, it's a big deal. They play fantasy. It's it's a big deal for them, too, because it's a sport that's original that they like to watch. Yeah. So, I don't think it really does a whole lot. And, and honestly, for me, like, it would be more insulting that you kind of threw this half-ass, like, Spanish intermixed broadcast into the field. I agree. It was just really awkward. I agree. But it was only amplified by the fact that the crew up top was a first ever and a first time doing it, and Rex Ryan was the leader of this shit show. Yes. Ultimately. Sadly, yeah. It was. This is all on ESPN, and you know, I mean, we like, have enough bad things to say about ESPN with all the the firings and the way they've handled this stuff. 
the way they've handled this whole Jamil Hill um, with what she said about Donald Trump and still getting a primetime show on SC6, which is losing ratings for ESPN. This is all ESPN. It's just another thing thrown into ESPN <laughs> doing an absolutely horrible job of managing their shows, their or, talent, and their programming. Or maybe it's a genius move with the clown show that Roger Goodell's been running around town in the NFL, having the the uh, circus master himself, Rex Ryan, lead the Big Ten. Here's a brilliant move. Here's I, think, I, think, I think the uh, NFL has, <laughs> has underestimated how late its viewers stay up. This is the West Coast game. I was asleep. I was asleep too. And and so <laughs> I saw it this so. morning. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think they said, you know what? Everyone's going to be asleep for this game. They've had a long day on Monday. Probably drank a lot during the first game. Hey, there's some parts well, of Mexico that are in the Pacific time zone. Let's exactly. So let's get this new guy out there. Let's let's roll out these new people to see how this works out. I bet no one's even watching. But then, how insulting is that if you're the first woman to ever do a lot of extremely insulting? Like extremely. That's, that's a first, and that's a huge accomplishment. And then you undercut it with all this trash that you put out there yes i mean i feel bad for everybody involved crazy. i feel bad for espn because it's as we've been i don't feel talk- bad for them no i feel bad because they're on the down i mean they're i feel they're- bad for me that's what i feel bad for <laughs> because i had to suffer that i think sergio parlays this into something big His, if he, he can make this 15 minutes if he would have if he would have thrown big. in a boom goes to dynamite there at the end he'd be viral yeah he'd be oh he, he went viral trust me <laughs> oh i know he did Guys, let's get into some first impressions. Gotta do it. Hit us up with the games. Let's do it. All right. Oh, you guys want no records on last week? Sure, why not? Give it to me. Um, I will. Probably should have that ready. So, Spencer, you got one game right last week. Yes! Oh, boy. That is not good. Which game did I get right? You got the Raiders-Texans game. You picked the Raiders. Um, That's not a real game. Raiders didn't play the Texans. Titans, sorry. Okay. Uh, We've been drinking Strangeland, which is delicious. It's October. Uh, so good. Coach, we had four games each. And then our expert, of course, Fuck. with five. Fuck, uh, all of us would have been mad in Vegas. All right. Uh, our first slate of games. We've got the Texans traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, who are a six-point favorite at home. Uh, Spencer, what's your first impressions on our first game? The Texans can't be worse than Andy Dalton, so I'm taking the Texans. Coach? I'm sorry, what was this game? Texans, Texans Bengals. at Bengals. Bengals, six-point favorite. Can you hear us, Coach? Coach, can you, Coach, can are you, we breaking can you up? hear? Are, you break, are we breaking up? I'm sorry, what was the line? <laughs> six. <laughs> the line is six. It just changed to eight. <laughs> to the Bengals? Yes, to yes. the Bengals. Six. I think this is going to be a shit show game. I'll go, yeah. ahead. I'll go ahead and lay the points. I'll take the Bengals. Did I do it right? Did, Did I say it right? right? Yes. He made those points. Yes. He hated <laughs> us all talking terrible gambling language. I fixed it. I'm proud of myself. That was perfect. I am also going to lay the points with the Bengals. I'll say both these teams burned me last week. Uh, Bills <laughs> travel to Carolina to play the Panthers, who are a seven and a half point favorite at home. Coach, starting with you, what's your first impression? I think it rained in the Carolinas this week. Don't think it did too much. I'm taking Carolina at home. I'll take I'll lay those points. Give it to me. Got a first impression? I will also lay the points. I think Carolina's defense, as we talked about before, just too good. They're gonna I mean, the Bills didn't do anything. They 
Lashawn McCoy is trash. You know me. If I had a chance to be a contrarian, He's the best. I will just to do that. I think that Lashawn McCoy is the much. best thing on Buffalo. I'm taking the Bills here. All right, our next game we have the Eagles taking on the Chiefs at Arrowhead. The Chiefs, a four and a half point uh, favorite. I'm going to take the Chiefs there. Uh, Spencer, what's your first impression? Throw that by the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Yeah, the Eagles defense looked pretty good. Kansas City did not. Um, but their offense looked really good. I think uh, Carson Wentz is going to struggle. He said four points? Four and a half. Four and a half. <sighs> yeah, I think Kansas City wins this uh, behind Kareem Hunt. Coach? Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. Advantage Chiefs in Arrowhead. I'll take the Chiefs. We agree. Uh, Spencer, starting with you, we got the Patriots on a bounce-back game traveling to New Orleans where they are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Spencer, Patriots minus six-and-a-half on the road. You could not give me enough points with the Patriots playing New Orleans. Um, Tom Brady's going to be pissed. That weak-ass secondary for New Orleans is still going to be weak this week. Um, yeah, give me all the, give me everything that you want to give me, but I'm still taking the Patriots. Yeah, I agree with you. Coach, what about yourself? Uh, you're not going to catch me betting against the Pats twice. I'm going all Pats. <laughs> all right, we agree again. Our next game, we have the Vikings traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers, a six and a half point favorite in Whoa. this game. Kind of surprising to me. Uh, Coach, what's your first impression on this one? Who's going to Pittsburgh? The Vikings. Vikings. Six and a half points for Pittsburgh? I think it'll be a close game. I really liked what I saw from Minnesota. Um, I like what I've seen from Pittsburgh, and obviously getting Martavis Bryant more involved is going to be big. Um, Especially seeing Jesse James kind of come into his own now is is really nice. Um, But I think it'll be a tight game. So I think six and and a half is a lot. Uh, I'll take the the points in the Vikings in this one. seems like a a whole lot because – who did Pittsburgh play week one? Cincinnati? Cleveland. 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 Yeah, that's a tight right. game. Yeah, and it was close. It was way closer than it should have been. And, you know, Cleveland had a chance to win that thing late. So six and a half is way too much. If you gave me, like, two, maybe. But, no, six and a half, I'm, I'm taking Minnesota here. Yeah, I got the Steelers by a field goal, so I think they – I still think Minnesota cover. wins that game. Pittsburgh well, is way better at home. That is true. Sure. To be fair. Sure. All right, uh, we got the Cowboys are going to travel to Denver to take on the Broncos. 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 The Broncos, where the Cowboys are a two and a half point favorite on Whoa. the road. Um, you know me, I'm already going to take the Cowboys on that one by a touchdown. Uh, coach, first impression? Yeah, I think Denver's offense is pretty anemic right now. Uh, we'll see if they can kind of figure things out. They'll get two home games to see if they can do that. But I, I just don't think Trevor Simeon is the answer there. Um, and the way Dallas's defense played last week, if they can give him trouble, it'll make it worse for him. So um, yeah. I think as long as this temporary restraining order stays in line, I think uh, we're going to say all Cowboys in this one. I'll take the Cowboys in the points too. But, man, I, it's it's going to be interesting – to see, you know, Simeon didn't look bad. I mean, he, he played okay. Um, but it's going to be that, that O-line, D-line matchup on both sides of the ball. So, um, you know, we'll see. 
I, I'll take the points just because I'm not going to root against the Cowboys. I'm not going to bet against the Cowboys. All right. We got a Sunday night matchup between the Packers and the Falcons. The Packers are traveling to Atlanta where the Falcons are a two and a half point favorite. A little surprising to me, at least. Um, I'm going to take the Packers and the points to beat the Falcons on the road. Um, Coach, first impression here? Um, Packers took care of business in Seattle, but I think Seattle's in a struggle bus right now. Atlanta at home is going to be really good. They have a lot of weapons. The coming of Austin Hooper is really nice. Wish I hadn't left him on my bench last week. Hope looked pretty good. But um, I think Atlanta, two points is just too many, too little. Uh, I'll, lay, half. I'll lay the points and take Atlanta. Spencer? Same. I, I think Atlanta's, you know, back at home in their new stadium. Uh, I just like the way they play. <laughs> I think Julio Jones is going to get more involved as time goes on. Yeah, he didn't even score last week. No. So. They have to get him more involved. And Matt Ryan is going to become... You know, he's still dealing with, with that Super Bowl loss. He's still angry in the back of his mind, but they just have to get it more, get him more involved. And, you know, Freeman got the touchdown this week. I think Atlanta runs away with this one. To me, this is the first real test for that Green Bay yeah. defense, yeah. which is pretty new. Yeah, and their offense is still, you don't know who's going to catch the ball because there's so many guys out there. All right, our last game, the Monday night game, the who, Lions. Who are you taking? Oh, I took the uh, the Packers plus uh, two and a half. He did take the Packers points. Lions traveling to New York to take on Uncle Tom's G-Men. <laughs> the Giants are a four-point favorite here. <laughs> and I just do not believe in them at all. I'm going to take the Lions plus four on the road. Uh, Spencer, what is your first impression? It depends on whether Odell Beckham plays, but I still think that Detroit keeps this thing close. Their offense looked a lot better last week. Um, and the the Giants' offensive line is so bad that I don't know if they can stop anybody right now. And, and that was the big thing coming into last week was the Cowboys' D-line. Well, they look like superstars against that O-line for the G-men. So, yeah, I'm going to take the points. Uh, give me the points. Give me Detroit. Coach, I'm going to stir things up at home. Uh, I think we're going to have a bounce back week. I think Brandon Marshall is going to show up. Uh, I think Please. Shane Vereen is the real deal. Uh, that mustache that that coach has is pretty good. I'm he finally take... got his hair like slicked back <laughs> so he doesn't look like a straight pedophile anymore. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Giants at home. I, think, I just think Detroit likes to lose games. I think that ultimately that's their MO. They do look good. Uh, that Galladay kid is the new coming of Megatron. So we'll see what happens with the revamped. Uh, and Marvin Jones Jr. is kind of the Nate Burleson kind of quick back. But, uh, it's basically they... the Transformer 6 movie in Detroit right now. Okay. I haven't Already. seen it. But that was first impressions. Week 2, NFL. Let's well, get into our nightcap. Got to get into the nightcap. Sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. Here for any occasion? Yeah, it is. Um, we're going to talk a little Ezekiel Elliott suspension discussion. Um, it came out last week that uh, the NFL... Lack of suspension, you mean. The NFL upheld the six-game suspension. Mr. Henderson. And then <laughs> the court in Sherman, Texas, just north of Dallas, decided to... Yeah, how about that? The Frisco judge. Sherman. Sherman. 
Doesn't matter. They decided to... Um, you read your reports, I'll read mine. How about that? It was in Sherman. <laughs> um, they granted the temporary restraining order that Ezekiel Elliott and his attorney filed against the NFL, meaning the NFL cannot, sus- cannot suspend Ezekiel Elliott until that restraining order is gone or until it has played its life out in court. So Ezekiel Elliott's going to get his day in court, in federal court. And the NFL has uh, put an appeal to the 5th District Court or something. Um, it's the same district. They're appealing the appeal, and they're just yeah. expediting the process so that we can get it and they'll decided. And they'll lose that, but no, Zeke This is going to play out the same way that Tom Brady yeah, thinks. Yeah, Zeke will play all season long, and more than next season he'll probably serve his suspension, unless it's something crazy happens in federal court. And... I want to know... So you're okay with that, though? Him serving the suspension once we go through all this legality a year later? I don't think he's going to serve a game. I think that's my big I don't question. think he's going to sit a game. You don't think so? No, I think he's going to win. Because ultimately, to me, this comes down to what is the collective bargaining agreement. And that is where the shit show of the NFLPA fucked everybody that was not an owner yep. and said, you know, y'all aren't basically going to get good rights. All the powers on the line, the commissioner's hands, judge, jury, executioner. Yes. It's up to him. Whoever it is, it's up to them. Well, here we are. You know, I mean, this was probably a a CBA done, what, when Zeke was in middle school? Like, come on, man. Like, at some point, this has to be renegotiated. This has to be fixed. Which is why we talked about last week that in 2020, when they renegotiate, that there will be a lockout. And that's crazy, though. There will be a lockout. I don't think so. I yes. think we can get something done. I think no way, dude. I, I, Roger Goodell wants his power. He also wants money. Nobody's gonna watch. Nobody's gonna pay for games. And ultimately, you need people in those seats. This is not a billion dollar industry without people in seats and people at home watching. Which is why I don't understand this whole thing with him having this like personal vendetta against Zeke. I don't get it, and I don't understand the personal vendetta against Tom Brady because those are two of the biggest names. In your sport right now. But see, that's what, to me, that's what makes it not a personal vendetta. What what do those two guys have in common? Absolutely fucking nothing. It's a 40-year-old man and a 22-year-old kid. Like, they have zero in common. I agree. What it comes down to is this wielding of power. He likes showing his crotchless pants with his dick hanging out and his staff at his side. Like, yeah. that's what Roger Goodell is. Yeah. And, like... I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate that this is the power of the CBA, but ultimately, like, once this gets settled in court, it comes down to, well, you guys kind of gave away these rights to the commissioner. And, and like, ultimately, that's the shittiest ruling you could possibly come the one, with. The one thing I see different about Zeke's case and Brady's case is the evidence is a lot more on Zeke's side than it was on Brady's side. You know, there was the text messages in both. Brady had text messages on his phone. Zeke had text messages that have been dismissed now by Columbus, Ohio Police Department. So that's the one difference I see, and that's why I say that I don't think he serves a single game. I don't think he sits out a single game. Um, but everybody has a day in court, and the NFL is pretty good when they get to court. Ballad? I, I was, I was going to say, I'd like to see if we can get a prop bet somewhere on number of games that he gets to sit out. Yeah. I think, you. what do you set it at? Well, I don't I'd think, set it I don't three think, over under. I don't think it can change. I think it's or six four. or zero. Like, there's no in-between. I agree. Because this is either, A, the whole process was undermined and it didn't follow the CBA, so he can't. it's not 
a legitimate suspension so he doesn't have to serve any or these are the steps of the CBA and he's going to have to serve it because there's no question about the amount of games anymore it's about how we got to the suspension so and and that's what I think is the shittiest part of all of this it's yeah. not about whether he did it or not it's about whether the agreement was followed or not and that's that's just stupid it is it, and it needs to be changed very good well that's uh that's the first new format for the pro show not bad that was it fun. went well that was fun it, it really it changes up the the dynamic changes up our conversation gotta say first off thank you uncle tom yep that was fantastic glad he answered the phone and Ooh. we're gonna make this a regular thing uncle tom's calling calling in every time the giants lose I mean, we I don't have we have that much time because it it could be where he's calling it every week. We might make a whole new episode, for <laughs> but uh, we'll see if we can get him on again. He's a busy guy. Hey, but thanks for pressing buttons. Thanks for doing your job. It's a pleasure to host uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, Coach. It's good to have you back, man. It's good to be back. Stay tuned. Check out Friday's uh, Amateur Hour. Follow us, like us on social media, subscribe to all that shit on uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I'm your host, Spencer Stillman. We're the Sports Buzz, and we are out!